Georgia, Northern North Carolina, and internet listeners everywhere. Welcome to tonight's episode of Marriage and Family Clinic. You're listening to us on WGPL 1350 on your AM dial here in Hampton Roads. And we're also found at www.christianbroadcastingcompany.com. We are here to break down, discuss, and offer insight into the dynamics of marriage and family relationships. Our mission is to help restore, rebuild, and perfect your marriage and your family relationships. And whatever those relationships are in, whatever state or condition they are in, we're here to help you get it all together. Uh, I want to begin tonight by saying a happy, happy, happy anniversary to my wife. Yay! Today is our 36th anniversary. 36 years. Oh, my God. Uh, this morning I said to my wife, uh, uh, way back then, 36 years ago, I said, I do, and I still do, and for the foreseeable future, I always will. Uh, it's been a great journey thus far. I got to tell you, it's been a really great, a tremendous journey so far. We love it. Don't touch me now. You mess with my mind, honey. <laughs> It's been a really great journey, though, and and uh, and I'll tell you uh, from my heart, like most like most journeys, there have been some hills to climb, there have been some valleys to wade through, through to traverse through, but through it all, we've had each other. Through it all, we've had each other's back. Uh, through it all, we've been there for each other, and every year we keep growing closer and closer. And uh, I'm confident that we both love each other more now than we did when we first got married. And I'm going to have to leave that alone because I feel something churning in my heart here. So I'm going to have to move on. Uh, but I will say that those of you who've been married longer than 36 years, we're hot on your track. We're on your heels and we're going to catch up. And to those of you who have not been married uh, 36 years, you've been married less than 36 years or you're about to be married soon, whatever the case may be. I want to encourage you and tell you to keep on keeping on because the best is yet to come. The best is yet to come. And so no matter what stage of marriage you're in, I'm telling you, marriage is worth the journey. And it takes you several years. And I don't mean to say this all tonight. We'll talk about this another time. But it takes several years to find your stride in marriage. So uh, you got to get past year seven. You got to get past year 10. You just got to keep going until you find your stride. If it seems like your marriage is not working or if it seems like you're struggling or whatever the case may be, I'm here to tell you that you just haven't found your stride yet. Get with somebody. Get you some help. Read. Write, listen, call, talk, mentors, counselors, whatever it takes. Do whatever it takes to find your stride so that you can come into the marriage that God desires for you to have. All right. Now, I'm continuing tonight the series on uh, women's issues. And over the last few weeks, I've presented a significant amount of information dealing with uh, this little girl growing into a woman. I've attempted to show how the woman today is who she is because of the impact that her mother and her father had on her beginning in infancy and toddlerhood and childhood. Or maybe... She's who she is today because of the impact 
that her mother and father did not have on her during infancy, during toddlerhood, during childhood. Whether you had a mother and father or whether you did not have a mother and father or whether you had a single parent, whatever the case may be, that relationship with that primary caregiver, that relationship with that primary parent or those primary parents, it determined in large part who you are on today. So I want to continue the discussion on women's issues tonight. And tonight I'm going to speak specifically to the subject of single parenting. Single parenting. Uh, and that brings a host of ideas and feelings and thoughts to mind. And a single parent is simply uh, a, a woman. I should say, I should have told you uh, single parenting as a woman. But a... Uh, Single parenting woman is simply a woman who has a child or children. She's raising them. She's providing a home for them. She's caring for them. She's nurturing them. She's protecting them. And she's doing that all without the aid, without the benefit of a husband. Without the aid and benefit of a husband. She's a single parent. Now, there are several ways in which a woman may become a single parent. And more often than not, when we say single parent, we may commonly think of that little young girl who was promiscuous. She got pregnant, she had a baby, and now her whole life has changed. And it's true that if a young girl has a baby, her whole life is going to change. If a uh, middle-aged woman has a baby, her whole life is going to change. If a woman brings a baby into her marriage, the whole life is going to change. So it's no so secret. It's no secret and it's no surprise that if a, a young lady, a woman, has a baby and she's not married, then the baby coming to her life means that her whole life is going to change. But even though it's true that her whole life is going to change, that does not mean she cannot have a fulfilling life of purpose. She did not lose her purpose. She still has purpose. She's still been designed by God with a life full of purpose. And another truth is, even if the little girl has benefited from a close relationship with her mother and her father, even if she grew up in an ideal situation, even if she had it all given to her, she was born into a family that loves her and cares for her, she can still have a baby before it's ideally her time. That's not a guarantee that things are going to work out according to the ideal. And by the way, when I say ideally before her time, uh, in my book, the ideal time is after she's married. You bring a baby into a marriage. That is God's idea. Among other things, God's idea is that we would bring a baby into a marriage. So even if the young lady grows up with all the uh, uh, love, the care, the benefit of a family consistent of a mother and a father in a loving home, it doesn't guarantee that she will not have a baby out of wedlock. And I know that's a scary term, out of wedlock, but it's still true. It's still good. It's still applicable. She can still have that baby. But having that baby as a single woman, it does not decrease or diminish her purpose. I cannot stress that enough. She still has a full life ahead of her. 
Now, we live in the 21st century now, and we've progressed, and we're all open to new and different ideas, yet there is still this negative stigma attached to a young girl who gets pregnant while she's still in her teens. People in the young girl's environment are too quick to label the girl as loose or some other negative terms, which you can imagine. You can easily imagine the, the, the negative terms that we label a young girl who would get pregnant. I'm, I'm not hearing too many labels stuck on the young man because she did not do it by herself. But we're quick to put that label onto a young girl. And, you know, I'm just reminded now, even in church where some of our men of God mess up, we will label the lady with whom he messed up, but we'll pray for him, we'll forgive him. You know, no matter how you slice this pie, we live in an uneasy and unfair and unbalanced, unjust society. Uh, uh, and that's just the bottom line. And so we, we can't label these young ladies. They still have purpose and they need people in their lives who are going to treat them like they still have purpose. You don't have a disease because you're a single parent. You should not be marginalized because you're a single parent. It just shouldn't be. Uh, uh, so be careful how we treat these young ladies because a girl in the heat of passion, she lays with a boy or she lays with a man. And then a few months later, uh, uh, some weeks later, she discovers that she's pregnant. Let me make something abundantly clear here. This does not make the girl less lovable, does not make her less worthy does not make her less valuable, does not make her less important, does not make her less marketable in the marketplace. It does not make her less of anything. She engaged in a behavior. There is a natural consequence. But listen to the Bible from Psalm 127. Children are like arrows in the hand of a mighty man. And children are the fruit of the womb and they are the Lord's reward. So any way a child gets here, that child is a reward from the Lord. And I'm not espousing to go out and engage in promiscuity uh, or anything like that. I'm not saying that. I'm simply saying she didn't lose any value. She may have to work harder. She may have to try harder. She may have to be more efficient when she's executing her life plan, but she doesn't have to be relegated to some sort of second-class citizenship or womanhood. And I'm not supporting teenage pregnancy. I'm acknowledging that things happen. Even after you've done everything right, things can still happen. This is just one way a woman becomes a single parent. And there are other ways that a woman becomes a single parent. I've been around the military now for nearly 40 years. When a spouse deploys for six, seven, eight months, nine months, a year at a time, if a spouse goes to war or something like that, the mother is in effect a single parent. And God forbid her husband dies in battle or the victim of an unfortunate training accident, which we see happen so often in the military, because being in the military is a dangerous job. Again, that mother becomes a single parent. 
And then let's say a man or, or a woman and their children are out for a drive just to spend some quality time together. They're singing their family song, their favorite family song. Maybe it's 99 bottles of, of Kool-Aid on the wall, 99 bottles of Kool-Aid, or, or you know the other word we use when we sing that song. <laughs> whatever it is they're singing, they're just out uh, enjoying a family drive on a Sunday evening, whatever the case may be, and out of nowhere, a drunk driver runs a red light and crashes into them. The children escape with minor injuries. Mom is seriously injury, injured, but dad dies on the scene. Now mom again is a single parent. And then there is always the divorce that we need to be concerned with. And I have to mention divorce because we're seeing divorce at a rate of 50% in our marriages. There's the divorce in which the mother maintains custody of the children, and this is all too common. True enough, a woman may become a single parent in multiple ways, but there are similarities in all of these experiences. Be it, uh, 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 however, she becomes a single parent. There are similarities in all of these experiences. The single mother has to contend with managing the full load of responsibility for caring for a household and children. It's all squarely on her shoulders now. Can you imagine what she feels as she looks to the future and starts to think about and starts to wonder about being all that her children will need her to be and she has to be all that all by herself? She's going to have to get the kids off the school. She's going to have to get ready for work, going to have to work all day. Then she has to make sure the children have child care. She pick up the children after school, after child care. She cooks dinner. She makes sure that the kids are fed. They've got to get homework done. She's got to try and spend quality time with the kids. Then she bathes the kids. She puts them to bed. And after all of that, she gets some time to herself. But the time to herself is still filled with getting clothes ready for the next day and preparing for the next day's work. <clears throat> Does she really ever get a few minutes to herself? Wouldn't it be nice if you know a single mother who has children? Wouldn't it be a nice gesture of you to relieve her of those duties one evening, one day and say, go to the spa, go walk in the park. Go to Planet Fitness. Go get you some exercise. Just go get you some me time. Why don't you think about that? Why don't you just think about doing something like that and give her a very brief respite, if you will. Hey, listen, you're listening to Marriage and Family Clinic tonight in Hampton Roads. You're listening to us on WGPL 1350 on your AM dial. You can also find us at com. We are here to provide insight and to break down and discuss the dynamics of marriage and family relationships. And as always, I bid you, I petition you from my heart to contact me by email, cdhodges at hotmail.com. Let me know that you hear us. Contact me on Facebook. Uh, uh, let me know that you're listening. Let me know that this talk is doing something for you. Or let me know if I'm wasting time. If you want to hear this broadcast or any others again, you can always search me on iTunes, The C.D. Hodges' Podcast. Or you can look at that little purple app on your smart device. It's called Podcast. You can search in there for The C.D. Hodges' Podcast. And there you will find us. At any rate, we're here every 
Tuesday evening, 6 to 6.30 p.m. And we're honored to have you join us. Tonight, I'm talking about women's issues still. And the particular issue that I'm concentrating on tonight is uh, uh, single parenting as a woman. And we just talked about the various ways that a woman may become a single parent. All right. Uh, uh, so she's taking care of the house. All of her time is spent on the home, the children, her work, taking care of the children. Then when she gets her routine together and things are running rel relatively smoothly, everything is thrown out of balance when she has to take off from work one day and get the kid to a medical appointment. Now she has to uh, 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 make special arrangements for child care or maybe school dismisses early or maybe school is not even in session at all today. She has to improvise for child care. She has to improvise her time. Uh, she has to take off from work early and that costs money also. Uh, her weekends even are eaten up by children's activities. Uh, they want to play soccer, basketball, football, uh, whatever the case may be. She's got to go grocery shopping, pick up the dry cleaning, any host of other errands. Then there's the economical side of things. She has to pay the mortgage, the bills, the medical insurance, prepare taxes, care for the car, and everything else that goes with maintaining a household. When does she get her needs met? Who provides her emotional support? Oftentimes, she still wants to go to college, work on improving herself. I know I'm just scratching the surface of what it means to be a single mother and what she may be facing as a single mother, but but I, I do uh, believe that this particular phenomenon, this particular dynamic, sends her on an emotional roller coaster. For example, I can easily imagine that one of the first emotions a new single mother will feel is fear. If she was previously married and now her husband is gone, how will she feel that void? How will she tend to all of the responsibilities I just described a moment ago? The sheer volume of work involved in being a single parent mother can be intimidating and overwhelming. Yet she has no choice but to do what she has to do like so many single women have done before her. Let me say that again. She has no choice but to do what it is she has to do like so many single women have done before her. But it's enough still to scare her out of her wits. Well, is there anything that we can say to help a single mother get along? And I can think of a few things. And actually a couple of things that I want to share with you about women being single mothers uh, uh, it, it'll fit because I'm drawing it from women being women, period. You may have already heard a couple of these things, but I'm going to say it again because it'll fit in this situation also. The first thing I want to say to encourage and help a single mother along is that uh, a single mother should make sure she forms a support network. She must have a support network and, and along with her faith in God. And that's on, on this program, faith in God is always the very highest and the very first priority. Everything else is a distant second. But along with faith in God, the next best thing she can do for herself is make sure that she forms a good, dependable support network. Being a single parent is no time or no circumstance to get full of pride. You're going to need some help. And before it's all over with, you're going to need a lot of help. You don't know what the next day holds in store for you. 
And a lot of times you just can't up and leave your job. You can't stay home from work because the kids are out of school. You need a good support network. Your network will surely consist of your family. Usually your parents will provide a significant amount of support by way of babysitting and stepping in during emergency situations. And parents are always in support of you. And you can, the good thing about a parent is that you can usually call them at the drop of a dime. You don't need a whole lot of planning when you got a good mama and a daddy. As a matter of fact, her parents, the children's grandparents, they're probably going to be the single mother's greatest support. She's not going to have anybody like her mother and father if she has both of them available. Another thing the single mother will benefit from is having some good friends she can call on in various situations. Have some good friends that you can call on in various times of needs. And this is especially true, and it works even better if some of your friends are in a similar situation as you. If some of your friends are a single parent also, then all of you can identify with each other, and all of you know how, what each other is going through. And that gives you an upper hand. That sense of identity will allow you all to reach out to each other in a greater fashion. Single parents who live close you, you, your friends, and you know what each other are going to. Maybe you live close enough. You, you're able to form some sort of a co-op in which each parent provides a different service for the whole group. Maybe one or two parents, you specialize in some skill. You, you have some sort of special knowledge that you can share with the group and benefit the whole group. So you have this co-op type of thing going on. Maybe there's a group of several of you. Two of you can keep all the children while the rest can go out and have an afternoon up. Or all, uh, uh, most of you can keep all the children. Maybe one has had a specially difficult week and you all can keep her children while she goes out and relaxes herself. But friends who can form a co-op, that's an option. And I believe it'll be a really beneficial option. At any rate, you're going to need to get yourself some friends. A single mother can also benefit immensely from having an older seasoned woman in her life to help mentor her and lend a guiding hand through some difficult situations in her life. And this is one that you've heard before. And this is good for a woman being a woman, that older seasoned woman. But an older seasoned woman who's been a single mother herself, an older seasoned woman who's been a mother herself, uh, like we said last week, that mentoring mother figure can serve as a counselor, a friend, a guide, a referee, a coach, or whatever else the single mother may need. Whatever else may fit this description, that mentoring mother figure can serve in the life of this single mother. That mentoring mother figure, older seasoned woman can call this young uh, young single mother, and, and, and by young, I mean anything younger than old. <laughs> but that mentoring seasoned mother figure can call the young lady on her stuff, such as laziness or short-sightedness. Or a single mother must be careful not to use the fact that she's a single mother as an excuse for not doing better. Hmm. Wow. Uh, I got to say that again. A single mother must be careful not to use the fact that she is a single mother as an excuse for not doing better. All right.
So I hope that doesn't hit too hard, but uh, uh, it's true anyhow, nonetheless. But that older mentoring seasoned mother figure can call her on that stuff if that happens to be her. Now, hopefully the single mother believes in God. Like we said, your relationship with God is always the highest priority on this program. Your relationship with God is always the single most important thing that you can have, that you can work on, that you can perfect on this program, your relationship with God. And hopefully the single mother believes in God because she can benefit greatly from being a member of a church. You got to be a member of a church. As a member of a church, she has the opportunity to form some solid relationships that can be good for her in multiple ways. Not only uh, uh, an eye on her on the children, but emotional support, spiritual support, psychological support. Uh, 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 she's going to want to have some adult conversation. It's good to be able to talk with someone who believes the same, someone who's coming from the same worldview when you need adult conversation and adult company. So church membership can be extremely valuable. Church is also the best place to build hope and learn to re to reframe various life events in ex existential ways. Let me say that again. Church is the best place to build hope and to learn to reframe a lot of the trying circumstances in life and a lot of uh, life events in an existential way. And what I mean by that is that when you're dealing with things that you're going to have to deal with as a single mother, sometimes you can get so beat down till you ask the question, why should I even bother? Why should I even keep on? You may run into a wall time and time again. You may come to the place where you feel like throwing the towel in. But you know, there's nothing like a good worship service. There's nothing like a good worship hour that'll help you refocus your energies that will help you reframe your circumstances, that will help you understand that there is a light at the end of the tunnel, that will help you see once again and refocus on God's help in your life. In other words, having the word of God regularly minister to you and believing that word very well may result in your body's relaxation from stress. Stress in your mind that impacts your body. Just being in the presence of God and the presence of, of saints and believers worshiping. It can go a long, long ways to relieving some of the pressure on you. Church offers a wholesome atmosphere where the children also can form relationships and engage in family-friendly activities. There's nowhere like church. So I really want to strongly encourage that single mother. Make sure you're in church. Make sure you're in church. All right. Uh, uh, children can benefit from having relationships with other children also. So make sure that you do what you can to assist your children in forming relationships with other children so that they can have play dates. And again, get you just a little relief for, for a while.
uh, and they can form relationships through sports and other curricular extracurricular activities. Uh, and I know most of that has a cost attached to it, but a lot of it is doable. The main thing is get them in a place where they can form other relationships. Now, listen, if you're a single mother uh, and you have a son or more than one son, uh, the road you have to trot may be even tougher. Family, friends, and church can provide the son of a single mother some much-needed exposure to other males, both young and older. And I want to stress this. If you're a single mother and you have a son or more than one son, you need your sons exposed to appropriate male influence. They need appropriate male influence in their life. They need male friends. They need men they can look up to. And you need a man to step into your life and help you talk with your son every now and then. Man, I wish I had time to talk about this. These other males may be your cousin, your uncle, your brother, uh, your father, your deacon, whatever the case may be. Your son is never too young to hang around the men's department at church. I grew up hanging around the pastor and the deacons. Listen, a single mother has to be careful to be the children's mother and never their friend. At home, she has to be the nurturer and the disciplinarian. The single mom must be consistent in enforcing her rules, and she must hold her children accountable when they break those rules. She can't afford to have bouts of guilt in which she feels bad about the kids having no father, and then she relaxes accountability. She has to toe the line. I always say that a good, healthy self-esteem and a healthy concept of self and sense of self-worth is the best self-defense a parent can give a child. And that comes about by being a loving, caring, firm, present, active, and consistent, disciplinarian, and loving parent, even when you're a single mother. Hey, listen, I'm out of time. Don't have much time to talk about this, but hopefully we've provided you some encouragement this week. As a single mother, you are listening to Family and Marriage Clinic on WGPL, 1350 on your AM dial here in Hampton Roads. We're here with you every Tuesday evening from 6 to 6.30 p.m. Uh, you're welcome to listen to us. And again, reach out to me, Hodges at hotmail.com or look me up on that app. Uh, podcast app or an iTunes The C.D. Hodges Podcast We're out of time and we're out of here But remember, you can't have peace Until you surrender your life to the Prince of Peace God bless you, we're out <laughs>